Hello punters, off the map is back for another week. We've got George Main Stakes Day there at Randwick. Lee Dalton, of course, joins me like he does each and every week. There's a few interesting races to go through here, Lee. We're going to start at the top. We've got the Kingston Town to touch on. We've got the Shorts to touch on. And, of course, the T-Rose for the Phillies. But how have you been? Good morning. Yeah, excellent, Brad. We had a great day out at Rose Hill last week. So really good races. And that obviously steps up another level now. And we get that bit closer to the Everest Carnival, to the to the Kosciuszko. And a couple of races obviously shape that tomorrow. The two majors that we're looking forward to, even Golden Eagle ramifications there tomorrow. So it, it, the puzzle continues to develop as we get into the Carnival. On the topic of the Kosciuszko, that's going to be our starting point here. We're going to look at the highway, which is race two. And the main touch point here is, of course, the Kosciuszko contender, It's Me, back to 1,000 metres. Uh, the interesting thing here is we've lost a couple of speed horses. Yes, I initially had a fast tempo. I still think it'll be fast. It'll be above average. Uh, we have lost Pace Stick and Lord Tony, but Emilette's got to go forward, crack neck. Uh, Pedway resumes for a new stable for Danny Williams, and a couple of trials has looked to had some really brilliant speed, and I expect Pebway to be soaring forward from that wide draw. It's me, probably lands three wide midfield with cover, potentially a pair worse dropping back to the 1,000, but we'll have the sufficient strong tempo there to set up It's me to repeat what we saw here uh, three weeks ago, and uh, I, I think is completely suited by the race shape from what I can tell. Yeah, she's a very short price favourite, but... As we've seen from her, she's got a, a big engine, so keen to see what she can do there as she goes towards the Cozzy. Race three is the shootout mile. Uh, there looks to be good speed here as well. There is, absolutely. You've got the Waterhouse pair in Discharged and Rapido Shaparo going forward, along with Fun Fact, who's come back as this real speedy miler type that loves to get up on the speed, and Josh Parr's got a real affiliation with Fun Fact, so has to work forward. Uh, your next line, you have sort of Nimalee and Testa Shadow who are capable of taking up positions. And Cinque Day is the one here that can probably settle in a more forward position than last time out. Began awkwardly and went back off that wide draw. Barrier three today at the mile. I'd expect Cinque Day can be settling forward of midfield here. All righty. Moving across now to the T-Rose for the Phillies. Uh, so there was very little between Dame Giselle and Hungry Heart last time out. Interestingly enough, looking at your map, uh, they look to be settling down side by side. I've got them both been in a position just behind the speed, running sort of respectively fourth and fifth. Uh, hungry Heart, obviously, we saw get back on at times during that first preparation, but I thought from barrier three, uh, 1,400 metres, it's a, a, another step up in trip for her. I definitely think can hold a spot midfield or a pair better, but there will be genuine speed here. We've got Every Rose, who draws barrier one for Rachel King, 1,100 metres to 1,400. Miravale has to come across to try and offset that wide draw, and obviously Vangelic, who led last time out in the Furious, has drawn well as well. So there should be good speed. I can see Dame Giselle and Hungry Heart just sitting off that speed, smoking the pipe. Okay, and Montefilia, I guess, is an interesting little touch point. Just be allowed to balance up and hit the line, you'd imagine. I think so. It should settle down with maybe one or two uh, behind her and heading towards, obviously, those um, more mile to 2,000 metres and, I suppose, on a, a, a VRC Oaks path, ultimately. So will be suited by the tempo and is completely untapped. So, uh, yeah, watch this space. All right. Race five is the Bill Ritchie Stakes. And the talking point from the map here is that Quackerjack is running in today's Cameron uh, over at Newcastle. So is the Candyman and so is Chief Ironside. So with that in mind, how much does this race shape change? 
Uh, it changes massively, it does, because as we know, Quacker Jack's a real free-rolling, sort of get-up-on-speed and run-along type and was the stamp leader here. Uh, with Quacker Jack coming out, it's going to mean Tuba is left in front almost. Uh, Brandenburg from the good draw. The Candyman, I didn't expect to add any real speed into the race, despite being able to settle third in the field of nine first up, I thought would just be camping away from the speed here. Cheap Ironside was probably an interesting one too. Best run last preparation was when went forward in that Scone Cup and sat on speed. So I did map back initially, but could have been another one that threw another sort of uh, twist in things here. I'll still say an average tempo, but they could really back it off. I suppose now, if you're looking at my map, Glenn All's got to slide forward from that wide draw and possibly take up the OSL position. Okay, so for punters looking at the map, he's the one that could potentially go forward as opposed to back. I think that's the major change. Uh, Two starts ago in the missile, was able to sit up on speed and then just got too far back last time in the tramway. So I think the intention will be from the wide draw to be positive early. Uh, but it definitely hasn't got the sort of speed that Quackerjack would have injected into this race, and yeah, that it changes everything. Obviously, a side note: those horses are still in the fields there for tomorrow. They have to remain in, obviously, because if uh, there was a storm to hit Newcastle today and that meeting was off or something unforeseen happened, they obviously need the backup of running here. So that's why anyone looking at the um, website right now will see them uh, not scratched at this point. But obviously, the, the door has to remain open for them. All right, the day's feature is the Group 1 George Main Stakes, a small field. It's a very tactical-looking race, this one, and I think it's going to go a long way to finding the winner in terms of how this race will play out. There's no danger whatsoever that Dreamforce looks the logical leader. Interesting that the blinkers come off, the winkers go on, just so he can potentially see out the mile, but how do they file in behind him? Yes, correct. To try and get the mile, obviously that little gear tinker to try and switch off a fraction or take away a bit of that early brilliance, but still leads absolutely on his ear dream force. I said imaging goes forward here. Uh, did get way back last time, Drew Barrier, 15 or 15, 16 in the wing stakes. Go back to the Doncaster in the autumn, although it'd be go down as a failure, uh, was able to come across from a wide draw and match it with Quacker Jack early in uh, proceedings. So I thought Imaging was the one that could go forward. We saw Colding race a lot closer last time from a good draw. A little bit sticky here, so I think probably has to go back in that second half of the field. I dare say Collect can be handy. Um, go back to those dominant wins at the Provincials uh, at the start of last preparation, was able to settle reasonably close to the speed, especially at Newcastle there. It was 1,800, but the, the tempo here isn't going to be as strong as that. So I don't see Colette wasting the draw. And very elegant. She's super uh, flexible in her settling position. Uh, I think probably capable of running third, fourth, and going to be well within uh, sights of the leader. We've actually seen very elegant sit outside of the leader before and run quite well. Is there a potential for her to be that close here? I wouldn't have thought so at this stage of the preparation. Um, there's a fair way to go. There's obviously Cox Plates and Melbourne Cups on the agenda. Uh, so I thought very elegant, just content to be sitting third fourth. I wouldn't think she'd be up there wanting to uh, match motors with Dreamforce or even um, potentially taking the trail right behind. I thought another pair back for her. Yeah, OK. We're going to see what the tactics are with that race. All right, race seven is the shorts. Uh, this is going to be in hectic tempo. I've seen enough of, of the old fella ball of muscle to know that he only knows one speed, and that's handlebars down. Eduardo, the stablemate, looks another contender. And interesting enough, you've got Splintex coming across as well. I think Splintex fires forward. Uh, 
had some really good runs at the 1100. That uh, spark a life win when Robbie Doolan rode uh, was an electrifying win, albeit in a small field, really used some tactical speed. So I think got to be very positive early. Grey Worms trialled fast. Uh, his, his last prep led to win those races. Uh, Catalyst, I, I wasn't sure what to make of Catalyst. No mm. trial. Uh, go back to the early New Zealand form and was able to use some early tactical speed. So I think from barrier one can be forward to mid, but definitely not in that speed duel early. Yeah, well, Clayton Chipperfield, the trainer of Catalyst, didn't trial this horse in Australia, which was the original plan. I imagine that's to keep him nice and fresh because he is a horse that is going to get out over further. Of course, the Golden Eagle is his main aim, but he wants to put him on the radar for the Everest, which suggests he's going to have a bit of toe here. And if he can hold a spot, I guess he's some kind of hope. The race sets up really well. If, if he can map where I've sort of said, just running sort of fourth, fifth there behind that strong tempo, mm. uh, the, the, it could really suit more a 12 to 1400 metre type like Catalyst. So definitely one that's advantaged here by the map. All right, the two favourites in the race, at least at the moment, are Bivouac and Classic Legend. Now, the barrier doesn't look to do either of them any favours. What do you think they do from out there? I think at 1100 metres, they've both got to uh, take that sit away from the speed. I've gone classic legend in an off-pace position, just working across on the back of Eduardo and taking a bit of a sit away from the speed. Definitely don't want to get engaged in that speed battle. And Bivouac, potentially three-wide midfield with a little bit of cover. Uh, Look, safe to say Bivouac's had a bit of a mixed pattern over uh, his short career. Uh, Has a, a sort of a tricky draw no matter how you look at it. So I thought three wide midfield would be a good result. Would you be surprised to see him last? Oh, I would be. I think uh, in the most recent trial, it was real intent shown there from the rider and quite aggressive to say that it's really first up, I'm going to be putting myself right in the finish here. So I don't think they need to give away the big start if the position's there, three wide midfield with the nice bit of cover. Okay, and the two other I'll touch on quickly are two that's been well back, standout and dirty work. They look to have drawn to advantage. Drawn really well. They can both just tuck away midfield off that good speed. Standout, of course, uh, if you wind the clock back to uh, the spring of last year, we were talking about Standout as potentially the next absolute top-line sprinter in Australia. So, uh, obviously, was able to win first up in the expressway and then the preparation went amiss in the autumn. But, uh, yeah, you don't have to go back too far. And we were seeing uh, Standout win those races and be spoken about as the real next big thing. So, I can understand why there's money there for Standout off the trials. All right, race eight is the Kingston Town Stakes, and I think really similar to how we looked at the Chelmsford a week or so ago now, uh, it was a a race won by the horse that just landed in the right spot, and I think this race shapes really similarly. Uh, You've got a lot of horses that have got grand finals further down the track. Uh, Which horses here do you think get that gun run? Well, if you want to uh, do the prototype of Mr. Seawolf from last week, it's probably life less ordinary. Yeah, I think so too had the run back and drew wide in the Chelmsford is more than capable from barrier five of settling in the first half a dozen here and in a nice trailing position so that's your sort of picture to work off if we're looking to replicate what happened a fortnight ago all right and as far as a horse like Rondinella Zabrowski um we've seen them get back in their races uh, and flood home they've drawn a little bit better to probably be closer here marginally better but I wouldn't think they'll be in the uh, speed battle by any means. I thought they could both land around midfield, and I think both stables would be more than content with that. So 
definitely a little bit closer than their most recent starts, but not quite to the point now where they're going to be getting up into the first half a dozen in this race. There is a good tempo there with Takamochi. Wugok showed terrific speed last time. Uh, Sakurabad's going really well for the new stable, and I expect them to be positive. And even Sir Charles Road holding a spot. So it will be a really, really solidly ran uh, 2,000 metres. All right, and before we say our farewells, we'll touch really quickly on race nine, mainly due to the boom around this Cryodirus. He looks a really talented type. Um, he's a bit of a get-back run-on sort. Uh, how does this race set up for him? Look, I don't think there's great speed here. Uh, I've got the leader being Petronius crossing from barrier nine, and the only real bit of pressure comes from Willow Hart drawn out wide. I assume they'll be positive uh, despite the wide draw. Mm. Academy holds a spot, but I, I don't see this being a really strongly run race. Therefore, with the Godolphin runner that we spoke about, I'm, I'm, it's almost identical to Bivouac. I've said three wide, find a bit of cover there, midfield, and be within striking range. Don't be going all the way back. There's no need to be back with those horses like the, uh, the Fire Trap or Archana, who's drawn wide within striking range but find that little bit of cover running six, seven, eight around that mark was my opinion. And do you think they'll give Ice Bath a bit of a dig here? She hasn't shown a great deal of toe over shorter trips now out to 1400 metres third up Absolutely, we spoke about Ice Bath at length on the show a fortnight ago and Glenn Boss did give uh, Ice Bath a good rev up in the early stages there and just wasn't able to go the speed hopefully 1400, it's just an average tempo here today We've, yeah, you'd like to see Ice Bath to be able to settle forward of midfield here, and that's where I've mapped Ice Bath uh, just in an off-pace position here, off that average speed. So I think definitely suited by the 1,400 and the average speed, and again, draws soft. Perfect. All right, that'll see us out. Thank you for listening, everyone who tuned in, and make sure you're here again next Friday. Um, we'll do it all again. Thanks, Lee. Excellent. Thank you very much.